welcome back to Ted and Tanner do a podcast. We're excited to be here with you. I'm trying to work on the introduction to not be so loud. It's so easy for me to like yell that introduction. I'm trying to go for the more smooth, like NPR, you know, like, welcome. Hey, to- hey everybody. It's uh, Ted and Tanner Tanner Olson, and we are here to bring you a podcast full of insights. Do you know they have like a, a specific mic? they use for that like npr has an like the the npr mic they use there's an article about it that it's like they use this specific mic which gives them that and really yeah which well, is always asking for, they're always asking for money so they probably just can't yeah. upgrade that's true that's probably it they're asking for money and they'll send you a tote so you know Tanner, how how is the Christmas season going for you so far? I, you were sharing with me before we started. Jolly, very, a very special thing happened for you in Nashville. We got snow. Boom. I know. I I didn't grow like girl. I mean, we grew up in similar climates, right? Yeah. Like, so I've always I've never really had like a white Christmas. Like mm-hmm. all the songs and the movies where there's snow, I'm like, seems nice. Also, seems pretty cold. And mm-hmm. like snow's a wild variable. But okay, so I can't drive. Oh, I gotta put on like seven layers of socks. This is gonna be rough. When I lived in northern Wisconsin, I mean I'm living with people who like it's negative ten and they're like, we could probably pull off shorts. Um, you know, and I was just like in, a, in anything anytime it like dropped below fifty degrees, mm-hmm. I was I needed blankets. Yep. I needed to be bundled up. Yep. When it comes to the winter, I am a weenie, very much so. Like, I'm not good in the cold. But anyways, we got some snow here in Nashville, and it was beautiful. It was great. Pancake, loved playing in it. And then before we knew it, it was gone. And I was very, very okay with that. Now, of course, I made a big deal about it on the internet, like calling yep. the National Guard, get the shovels ready, mm-hmm. and it stuck for less than 24 hours. Yeah, no, I, uh, I am very glad to be living in a climate now where there is no snow um, or if it is, it's just fun to stand out and watch it fall and it doesn't stick to the ground. It's a magic um, mm-hmm. I know that some people love snow um, and I would recommend that they seek out professional help for that. Uh, that's something in my old age, I look and I go, you know what? I'm okay. I, I put in my three years in snow in St. Louis. Like I'm, I'm fine never living in snow again. Don't need um, it. Don't want it. Now, it is beautiful. And there's something, I'm going to say it, there's something just a little poetic about snow. Very poetic. I did a lot of great writing while stuck inside watching the snowfall. Now, where I lived in northern Wisconsin, we would get feet and feet and feet of snow. And it was incredibly beautiful and yet incredibly frustrating. Oh, looks like I'm not going to the grocery store today. Huh. Snow is great to look at and just the worst in terms of everything else. And even then to look at it, that only lasts about 20 minutes. Yes. Because then what happens, what they don't show in all these pictures for those of you who may be in the South and have never seen real snow, what they don't show is that as soon as snow starts accumulating, the beautiful whiteness of it is almost immediately destroyed by any kind of tire track, uh, um, dirt, shelving urine. Of the snow. Yeah. Yeah. It just becomes a mess. 
Terrible. You know, it's like <laughs> I will gladly take 110 degree days in central Texas over. Mm-hmm. I shoveled snow in negative 18. It was two or three feet of snow around my truck in St. Louis. And I ended up, I shoveled out that truck. And the next day I walked to class. It was about half a mile from our apartment to seminary. I walked to class because I realized if I move my truck, someone's going to take my parking spot (laughs) that I shoveled out for two hours. Like now shoveling snow is a, is a great, great form of exercise. And going back to the thing, like you look at the picture, it's beautiful. You watch on the movies, it's beautiful. But as, as an adult, why, and I didn't ever, I never experienced snow as a kid. So maybe I, I, I missed out on the wonder and the, and the, and the beauty of it, which is mm-hmm. fine. I missed out on a lot of wonder and beauty in my life. I'll, I'll be okay. But like you watch it and it's falling and it's great. And you're like, but, but now it's an errand. Now it's a job. Right. Now it's a right. chore. Now I have to get out there and shovel it and freeze and get frustrated. And I'll be honest, fall down. So yeah, no, I yeah. hear two Southerners talking about, uh, the sunshine over snow, but I, yeah, hundred percent. When people, when people say like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite season? And I'm like, after basketball season and Advent, it is not winter. Like winter is the last one. I don't need it. I don't need it. uh, You know, people go and do like winter sports. Don't get me wrong. I love watching skiing, bobsled. I'm down. But like, you know, there are people who like, they're like, I can't wait to go skiing. And I'm like, like I hear you, but when the sport like takes you going to buy cold weather gear, you can people can have it. I'm not against other people liking it. I'm just against me saying I, I'm, I'm for me saying I'm not going to do it. Just hey, we're sitting on the same side of the couch on this conversation. My that's friend. right. I am. That's just, right. But but I will say like tubing. In the winter is fair. So much fun. The the t- I tried to go snowboarding once. That was one of my many concussions. Uh, while I worked at while I worked at camp, we had cross country trails, and uh, I would take out cross country skiing like, is fun. Yeah, it's really fun if you know how to do it. Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, you just look like a fool. And you know, there are these like moments I think in our lives where like, I wish I had a camera crew following me around right now. Right. Because not only is this depressing, it's also hilarious. And not only is it hilarious, but no one's gonna believe me like what like what happened. And there were times I take these like middle schoolers out cross country skiing and they'd be like, You okay back there, man? You doing all right? Be like, I'm fine. I'm the adult. <laughs> I'm like face down in the snow. Like, I think he's dead. Like, I'm not. Just resting my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think, well, and I guess I should preface it by saying this isn't one of those things I'm going to take a stand on to say like people like this and they shouldn't. I will, I will, I will say, listen with me, I will gladly like your Insta posts of you skiing. I'm glad that you're going to do it. And you know what? I'm really glad that in my Texas winter, we're only going to have, you know, can count on count on my fingers the amount of days below freezing we're going to have. Like I'm, mm-hmm. and, and I pay for that in the summer of you know scorching heat. But like, I'm okay with that. Like, do you think that you'll ever be a snowbird? Tanner, a snowbird would mean 
I live up north and I escape to the south. Like, are you saying, am I going to try and escape to the Yucatan during the winters because Texas no, 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 has no, like a like a reverse snowbird. So maybe a a, a songbird. So it, like you'll be you know during the winter you're in Texas, I, I but during like during the summer maybe it's too hot in Texas. So you're like I'm going to spend a little bit of time up in Michigan or Minnesota. You know, <laughs> you mean go on vacation? Yeah. Or are you saying like live there for months? Yeah. Well, I, I know that we're both in Here's very lucrative thing. careers. And this podcast yeah, that's right. is on exactly. the brink of taking off. I, I, I have an email from Spotify Look, saying we're willing to pay you millions of dollars. Look out, Joe Rogan. And I, and like, I said, that's I really told him no, Ted. I said, this is, this, is our, this is Ted and Tanner do a podcast. and This is our just, outlet. It's our outlet. This is, not a, this is not a way for us to make yeah. money. And anyway, so we're I mean, we don't we don't want this podcast to grow. We're not saying that you should go and write a review and like no. it. We're no. definitely don't saying you should it. go write a review. And yeah, yeah, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, th- so I actually grew up a little bit as as we'll call it a songbird um, because I'm- my mom's side of the family is from Minnesota. So every summer we would go up and visit my grandma and my aunts and uncles and cousins up there and we'd spend two weeks in minnesota and honestly i i do love the north i just don't love the snow Mm -hmm. um i really enjoy we did a lot of canoeing fishing spending time on lakes um and the the beauty of a minnesota lake compared to like texas lakes are fun minnesota lakes are just in a class of their own like i mean there's just you know, as I wear my Texas ball cap with um, a Texas flag hanging up on a wall over, like, I will gladly admit our lakes do not even hold anything. Lakes? To, you guys have more want. than one? <laughs> Technically, <laughs> Texas only has one real lake. The rest are just reservoirs. <laughs> like, that's Texas history. You have to take it in seventh grade. Uh, well, fourth grade and seventh grade is Texas history. So... In that you learn. We had Florida history, which is actually just a Twitter account of the Florida man. <laughs> oh man! So Tanner, you, you get the snow. We we you now have snow. given our opinions on it, but like, it's Christmas time now. You know, we're it's we're Christmas past time. the discussion of when should you turn on your Christmas music, when shouldn't you? Like, we are there. Um, so. I gotta say, like, what what are some fun things you and Sarah are doing just like maybe around the house, maybe, you know, are there anything special you guys do during this season that it's like this makes it kind of special, Christmas cheery? Wow. This is a place of confession, I would assume, since you are a pastor called an ordained servant of the word. That's right. Ted, we've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies. And I let me just say this. There most of them are the same. Actually, uh-huh. all of them are the same. They basically, I think they, I think that in the in the Hallmark Christmas movies office, they have a like a, a big set of dice, and it will have like you know location, occupation, mm-hmm. um, you know like inciting incident, like a conflict, and then like and then a number between one and ten for what what point will they they kiss in the last ten minutes, right? Of this, it's a weird shaped dice, but it's fine. And they roll it, and they're like, well, this is what this movie is going to be like, and then they fill it out which is fine, but we sit down and we watch it and I'll be honest, they're hilarious and they're good hearted. However, I'm trying to pitch to the Hallmark movie channel that every year they come out, 
that they, <laughs> that they come out with a movie just for the husbands and boyfriends who are watching. So it's like a diehard themed Hallmark Christmas movie. I, I like this. A, a romantic action movie. A romantic action movie that in the background you're hearing jingle bells. You're hearing it all, man. It's great. I, that's what I, that's my proposal to them. However, I've not found a good contact. So um, if we have anybody who has any, any insights here with the Hallmark Christmas channel, let us know. Tanner, I don't know. I, yeah, it's also I a weird time think... to try to celebrate Christmas. It is strange. It's a very strange time. But here's the thing. I would, I would, I, no need for confession is what I'm going to say. Because if you need to confess, here follows mine. Which is, whenever we set up our tree, and we usually do it on Black Friday, we then sit down and watch a lame Christmas movie. Like, I'm not talking... The good stuff, Charlie Brown, uh, you know, Elf, Jingle All the Way, yeah. yeah, Jingle. I'll throw Jingle All the Way in there. We are we are looking for some low budget Christmas shenanigans. Yeah, uh, I love it. And Tanner, we made a mistake. The comedy of which surprised me. Mm-hmm. It was Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. And Tanner, we just expected in the year of our Dolly 2020. Uh, uh, the Dolly Mama. With everything she's done this year, we thought this will be great. Tanner, I have never been so wrong in my life. Yeah. This was the worst is not a, 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 a delineator. It is a fever dream of Broadway Christmas. I mean, it is Dollywood as Christmas, right? Yeah. Uh, I kid you not. The I won't. I won't ruin anything. But the basic plot is there is a small town square. The businesswoman from New York comes back. Apparently, her father owned the town. He has died. She is going to sell the town for a mall. Now, the first issue there being. Uh, what is this 1984? Um, and nobody is opening a mall. Malls are just now closing. Malls are dying. Nobody <laughs> so wants first, to walk through the internet. They want to just go onto the internet. Yeah. So first of all, like, I love that this team of writers was like, what's she selling this for? What would have made sense is like, you know, an Amazon shipping, you know, warehouse. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're they're going to build a giant mall. All right. So first of all, you get that. But then it is every trope imaginable. Um, you have the the favorite one is the first person she hands the eviction notice to is the town pastor whose first name is Christian. Oh. Um. So Pastor Christian, uh, he and his wife are trying to have a child. Uh, there may or may not be a musical number in there about how their love is the love that people want, uh, which seems very, uh, if you've been married for at all period of time, you go, hmm. that's not true. 
<laughs> Listen, no, nobody wants my love. Like I've been married to my wife for 10 years. I, it is the best decision I've ever made. And I learned within about, you know, a week of being married, that was all out the door. It's, it's new. It's yeah. brilliant. It's so much better than that, but it was so funny, this song. And uh, Chelsea was the one, cause she was excited. She's like, Dolly Parton's done so much cool stuff. Let's watch this. I was like, great. I'm down. And she was like, turn it off. I was like, oh no, we are here nope. now. We, we have ended made up our fast and forwarding in it. through most of it. Yeah. Because it was that bad because I got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. Um, of course, Dolly Parton is an angel. Well, uh, yeah. And so Saint there Dolly. is, yeah. there is one scene where she's singing to said businesswoman trying to convince her to see what's going on. Uh, and she's floating like sitting floating around on a cloud. Um, and the zoom in and out on her face is just marvelous. Um, but then what we find out, uh, at the end, so spoiler alert for those of you who've been just anxiously awaiting to watch Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Uh, the pastor Christian um, is a businesswoman's son who she gave up for adoption long ago, uh, which I don't know how we got to that point because this movie is two hours long. Um and so we fast forwarded through a ton. And next thing you know, the whole town's because the pastor is the one leading the revolution against this woman to save the square. Classic uh, move in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all that to say, once we turned it off, we switched over to uh, a Netflix series called Dash and Lily. Yes. That one was, that one was a lot of fun. Yes. I um, that. So uh, all that to say, Tanner, no need for confession. I am on board. I love me a good, um, love me a good Christmas. Even if it happens to romance. be trash. Yeah. Well, and what I look this for is not, are, this is not us slandering Dolly Parton in any way. No, I will not. No, no, no. I'm not going there. No, this is a pro Dolly Parton podcast. Actually, she's going to be on the podcast next week. If, um, if there is one thing I know about the Ted and Tanner podcast is that it is a pro Dolly Parton podcast. It most certainly is. Um, and I think with that, Dolly Parton, best known for singing, I think it's time I for agree. us to get into a little something ba, ba, we like bam, to call ba, ba, the draft. The draft. We really need theme music for the draft. We should talk to Matt and pay him Matt, double what he's making now. Uh, Matt, throw into some, make our music. some music right here. <laughs> yeah. We need some draft music, something real espn and dramatic. Um, so, yeah, so Tanner and I, we were talking and we we're like, hey, what is, you know, Christmas cheer? Of course, you got movies. You've got all these different ones. Um, you got the sappy ones. You got the funny ones. You got everything in between. Hey, listen, throw it away. We'll get, we don't care. What we want to talk about is what, where real Christmas cheer comes from, right? Because as we all know, the quickest way to spread Christmas cheer is by singing loud for all to hear. That's from First Christmas, chapter three, verse two. Yeah, uh, don't get me started on two Christmas, chapter four. Uh, oh, wow. But so Tanner and I decided we got to talk about our favorite Christmas music. So we're drafting. There are going to be three rounds of two separate drafts. The first being our religious Christmas music, the stuff that gets us into the you know Jesus is the reason for the season. 
Uh, and then just kind Christ of the fun. Christmas. That's right, the fun Christmassy stuff. And then we'll follow that with um, the uh, "Who We Gonna Cut," which is the worst Christmas music. That'll that'll yeah. be the end. So, Turn it off. Skip it. Tanner, I think you started the last draft. I think it's your turn to start this draft. I'm going to take first pick is in. And for me, I've got to go with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, Shane and Shane version, number one overall. Uh, I love O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I think it's got a lot of deep meaning. It's so good. Um, I really, one of my favorite Christmas memories actually um, was Chapel at Seminary they did. So uh, the O antiphons, which are... Uh, part of the Come O Come Emmanuel tradition, which come out of the Psalms, these antiphons, verses, basically. And it was one of the most beautiful... I mean, it's one of the few times, like, live music has caused me to, like, tear up. It was just really, really good. And so, for me, O Come O Come Emmanuel, I think that idea of, you know, God with us coming, man, number one, just my favorite. I don't think it's going to surprise you to hear that that was also my first pick. So, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is the LeBron James of Christmas songs. It's a unanimous number one pick. No one's going anything different. Um, And I think it is, we should say this as we begin, we are going to put this into a Spotify playlist. So all the songs, you guys will be able to find them and you can listen to them as well. I, in in the second pick, I'm picking Handel's Messiah. Hey. What a great decision. Not even on my radar, but what a great pick. Right. I mean, in terms of like, not that I just forgot, but great pick. Handel's Messiah is also my Messiah as well. Uh, I don't know. Just beautiful, classic. It's wonderful. Funny how that works. I don't, it's one of those, yeah, when, you, when, it, when it starts playing, it's in the, like, I have this reaction to some Christmas songs where I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. Like even some, even some of the, like the old hymns that we've sung too. It's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Like, hark the herald angels sing. Like, I'm going to get out of breath pretty soon here. So, let's yeah. move on to that. Uh, yeah, I need a nap. Um, no, anyway, think, so, Handel's Messiah, I'm going to throw that classic. one on there. It's a good now, one. Have, have you ever done Handel's Messiah live? Like, have you gone to a, a concert of, of it? I don't think so. Um, my was, my memories are quite fuzzy when I look back to my past, Ted. There is a chance that I could have gone to a Handel Messiah uh, live show podcast. and absolutely loved it. I almost said podcast and absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there's no pictures of it, I probably forgot it. Yeah. Probably yeah. because I was so focused on the obvious uh, cookie Christmas cookie display afterwards that we could pick from. Yeah, I hear you. My, I, I remember, I've never been to it, but my parents, that was something they did every year was they went to a Handel's Messiah. So I got to go. My number two uh, is a very specific one, which is Go Tell It on the Mountain, but the Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors version, mm. which is just a lot of Christmas music, especially religious Christmas music is kind of, well, I mean, mainly religious Christian music is very contemplative and like, and I like that, but like go tell it on the mountain is just like, let's do it. Like, you know, and, and I love the, the way Drew Holcomb and the neighbors do it is just my favorite. So it's nice. It's folksy. I like it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those songs where it has to be done in a, 
and the way that I can connect with it for me to enjoy that song. Right. And that's always right. like the song that you sing at the very end of the service. That's how I remember it. It's like, now it's time to go open, open a gift, right? Like yep. we're done. Yeah. Um, my next pick is, uh, and I like it so much just because of the words, but it's, Oh, come let us adore him. Oh yeah. And I like, it's just very, it's soothing. And, mm-hmm. and I think the thing that I like most about, well, poetry lyrics in general, it's just like the reminder, the layers of reminders throughout it. Um, yeah. and this is, and I, I've been reading Matthew chapter two and it talks about like the Magi and they're like, yo, where's the King of the Jews? We gotta go worship him. And it's like, and that's not verbatim, verbatim. Right. Uh, but the Tanner they're version. basically like, <laughs> yeah, the Tanner version, they're looking for Jesus and they want to go worship him. And yeah. there's something just beautiful about seeing that in, in your mind's eye. So yeah, that's my pick. I'm keeping it. Mine, my third one is uh, um, Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, which uh, is kind of a little bit of a sleeper pick. I don't know if you know this one. It's a it's a newer song, um, but it has just a lot of deep uh, imagery and um, I think theologically and doctrine, like, which sounds lame, but it's, I think some of those songs are some of the best. Like they, they mm-hmm. give you, they tell a story as you sing. Um, and, and that's, uh, come behold the wondrous mystery for me is just, I mean, it, it explains Christmas that like, come look at this wonderful mystery. We don't understand. Like here is, you know, here's Jesus for us stepping down into our world. So, um, just, a one of my favorites, we'll, we sing it a couple times at church throughout the advent season and um now we're gonna we're gonna change lanes here whoa 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 whoa! what i'm gonna say one more i'll allow it i actually have two more i'm gonna say the little drummer boy which could also be one of the worst songs and also anything that children sing yeah yep anything that children sing during christmas i'm like this is fantastic but we'll also get to that later on let's switch gears ted where are we at so Interesting you say little drummer, drummer boy because my top pick for uh, secular is a cover of an old Bing Crosby and David Bowie Christmas moment, but it's Jack Black and Jason Siegel singing uh, Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy, and I crank that every year. Because it's like there's this old Christmas special and it's literally like Bing Crosby and his uncle's European, you know, English uh, manor house and someone knocks at the door. You know, Christmas specials are so just lame and awesome. And so someone knocks at the door. This is the worst thing ever. I can't wait to watch it. (laughs) Right, right. Someone knocks at the door and it's David Bowie. And he's like, oh, hello, Bing Crosby. Yeah, I live next door to your uncle. No, could I borrow some sugar? Oh, you have a piano? <laughs> and so Jason Siegel and Jack Black redid it. And it's it's just a blast. And so, and I, I love Jack Black, so. Oh, it's hard just, not to love. He was, he was trending on Twitter yesterday. And, I, and for a second, I was like, did 2020 take it. Jack Black too? Don't and he's it. okay. No, that um, people want him in the MCU. That's what's going on. They want him in a Marvel movie. So that's fascinating. Yeah. I don't know 
which character he would be. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on this. He could, and you he could, could be mention. all of them. I honestly am still processing it, I think. Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, <laughs> uh, secular, which is also just a funny word in general. Yeah. Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. It is one I of the greatest never Christmas songs in the entire world. Oh, you've heard it. It's been in countless movies. It is just, it is a gem. It is through and through. It is the bell of the bull. It is fantastic. It's the bright, it's the Christmas star on top of the tree. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to love it. I promise. It's, we would, uh, my, my roommates back in college, we would listen to that song throughout the year. That's awesome. Anyways, uh, what's your second pick? My second pick is I, I'm going back towards Bing Crosby again. I got to go with White Christmas. Just a Ooh. classic. Just yeah. a classic. Got to have. I mean, we've got the uh, the Bing, Bing Crosby Christmas uh, vinyl, and uh, that's just a blast to have rolling this time of year. And uh, I grew up, my mom is a huge fan of White Christmas. The biggest shoehorned Christmas movie of all time. That's basically like, Hey, we put Christmas in the title. So it's a Christmas movie. Um, what are your thoughts on white Christmas? The movie. Uh, I'm affected by nostalgia. We watch it every year. It's well, so the, the history, Good answer. the history behind it is that, it's, I mean, it's basically a Christmas special, but it's an ode to Irving Berlin. So most of the music was not written specifically for the movie. They're taking his songs and they're like, let's make this Christmas movie with all these Irving Berlin songs. So that's why you get like, you know, in the middle of a Christmas movie, you get, you know, uh, random um, you know, sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Like I ain't sing it all, man. And like, and it's because they just were like, it's an Irving Berlin clip show. It's the early version of a clip show with a story around it. And so like, you know, you got to start somewhere. It's, it's quoted in my family. Um, you know, when something's expensive and you're complaining about it to the family group, chat you know you tell people it's right between ouch and boing um and uh anyway so for my second song oh boo uh, you brought up the topic <laughs> you asked what's your second song tanner i think we know exactly where this is going and if you don't i'm gonna tell you Mannheim steamroller baby carol of the bells if that doesn't get you get you in the, the christmas spirit i don't know what's gonna do it for you agree follow that wash it down with Okomo coming manual and you are right there by the tree next to the manger it, looking man. baby jesus in the eyes as he's laying there that's, that's i love it Mannheim was there at the first christmas i mean they were oh, yeah oh was he man playing he was plugged into the corner and just shredding mm-hmm. every time um, i listen to it though i'm like i'm like I feel like if, if somebody is, is just in a really dark place, maybe on their deathbed, you throw on some Mannheim steamroller and they are pumping new juices right to their veins, ready yeah. to go for another day. Anyways, what's your, what's your next one? Um, my next one is anything by, uh, on the Christmas album from the uh, Vince Gardy trio. 
which is the guy who did the music for Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, listen, you just throw that on any, any piece of that album. And I'm like, this is Christmas. I mean, <laughs> it's, and part of it was my mom had that CD and that, that was, she played it a lot at Christmas time. And, but even now Chelsea's, I mean, that's her number one Christmas movie is Charlie Brown. And so we play the Vince Gaiardi trio. It's very hard for me to remember that it's Vince Gaiardi. I have definitely called it the Vince Lombardi um, trio many times. Yeah. Um, well, not to be confused with Vince Garadelli, who's known for his chocolates. Exactly. It's all very confusing. Yeah. They're all, you know, they're all sitting on the same side of the pew. Um, have you ever heard the song? This is my next pick. And Sarah turned me on to this song. She's just way smarter than I am and knows more things, which is also why she's smarter. But the song is called This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. It's this soul R&B song, and it is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Is it the This Christmas I Gave You My Heart? No, it's way better. I'll have to look it up. It's great. It'll be on the playlist. Uh, Hey, love it. Tanner, before we get to the worst, any honorable mentions in those categories that you say it's, it's up there, but like... With 700 million streams plus on Spotify, I swear the one Mariah Carey makes the only oh, sweet gosh. Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas" made a comeback, man. No 700 thanks. million plays on no one thanks. streaming service—it's amazing. I mean, anyways, props to Mariah about, for making bank. Oh yeah, let's talk about the line though. I don't want much for Christmas, or I don't want a lot for Christmas. All I want is you. What a burn. What a sweet burn. I don't want a lot. I just want you. Yeah. I mean, but literally Mariah Carey is singing that going, I mean. It's kind of true. I already have everything I need. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's that, you know, it, it was literally a boyfriend asked Mariah Carey what she wanted. And she's like, well, I just go buy it. So why don't you, I just want you, I guess. You also, know. another honorable mention, because we talked about her earlier in the show, Dolly Parton, Holly mm-hmm. Jolly Christmas, or Holly Dolly Christmas. Either way Classic. Classic. Let's get um, to the worst. Hey, uh, do, do you I get honorable my honorable mentions? mentions? Yeah, come on now. It's my present to you. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I Heard the Bells by the Civil Wars. Uh, just a classic old school, uh, mm-hmm. um, old school one that I really like. And then uh, I really like... Um, Chelsea has an advent playlist that basically that entire playlist and Sufjan Stevens has a great Christmas album. That's really yep. good. So basically that entire album. So, but and Tanner, like, that brings us, go ahead. Hun, yeah. It's a, the Sufjan Stevens one. Oh, there are so many different tracks on there. Yeah. It's great. And he gets, it's, it's really good. But Tanner, that brings us to this moment. And I think Tanner, I think you and I, a lot of times we're on the same wavelength. I mean, we finish each other's sandwiches. Yes. And uh, so on three, worst Christmas song of all time. One, two, three. Mary, Mary did, did you know? know? And she knew. She knew it, there is an entire chunk of scripture about Mary knowing she's going to have the baby. I like, I, I understand. Oh, yeah. Logically how this is written that it's like uh, you know but it's like weird 
And again, my response similar to yours is, Mary, did you know? Yes, literally, the angel Gabriel stepped down and said, uh, by the way, you're not pregnant. You're going to be pregnant. It's going to be God's kid. Uh, so get ready for some weird. Like, you know, and that's because it's Mary, did you know, like, they was going to do this and do this and do all these things. And you go, okay, did Mary know that he was going to heal a blind man and walk on water? Maybe not. Yeah. But, like, it, it bothers me that, like, it's become this sappy song that people love. And it's like, uh, yes. The answer is yes. Mary, did you know? Yes. Like, oh, she knew. Oh, she knew. That is uh, at our church. That is one. I, I don't have any other songs that I have stepped up and said, we're not going to sing this one at church. Mary, did yeah. you know, does not get sung at our church. Yeah. there. I mean, in the song, there are some really good questions. However, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one. That was that was kind of what was told to me. Anyways, let's not dwell on this song because I I one time posted on the internet how this is not a great song, and people were like, "That's my favorite song. I love that song." And so, if that's your favorite Christmas song, tough. We're allowed to be Stinks different. To be wrong, exactly. And at, as somebody who is wrong most of the time, it feels good to not be wrong on this one. Anyways, all right. What is your first? What's your next one? Next worst song. Yeah. Uh I got to go with um it's it's less known. There's one here that I think people would lean to, but uh there's one called Where's the Line to See Jesus? Oh. Uh that I came across uh, a couple years ago. And uh the premise of said song is um uh woman takes her nephew to the mall again. It's the 1980s. Um and he sees the line, and this is actually a cute story. He sees the line to for Santa, and he goes, where's the line to see Jesus? Incredibly cute. Like, I think I would say sermon material, right? Yes. But when you write an entire song lamenting the fall of our country and where's the line to see Jesus? Blah. No. You took it too far. Thank you. Sometimes a story is a story and a song is a song. We don't need to mix the two. Right, exactly. Great story, not a good song. All right, next up for me, and I, I'm going to get some pushback from this. I told Sarah that this was one of mine, and she said, really? But any version of the 12 Days of Christmas, any version of it. Have you Jeff heard Foxworthy's, John Denver and the Muppets do it? Oh, that's on my list. That's, I love it. No, thank you. Redneck 12 Days of Christmas by Jeff Foxworthy. No, thank you. The Star Wars 12 Days of Christmas. No, thank you. John Denver and the Muppets. No, thank you. And uh, one of my least favorite favorites, The Hunters 12 Days of Christmas. Yep. <laughs> I, Tanner, I will give you, I think it is one of the most overplayed songs. So I will. And it gets stuck in you your head one. so easily and you just can't get it out. There's not enough Mannheim steamroller to get rid of 12 Days of Christmas, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. See, and here's my next pick, which is going to be unpopular, guaranteed. I hope um, so. Which is uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Just <laughs> trash. Don't need it. Don't want it. Get it out of here. No, thanks. Do not like it. <laughs> 
But when it comes on, you can't help but tap your foot just a little bit. <laughs> Tanner, no, I, I have uh, the beauty of Spotify is that I can build my own playlists and I don't have to trust random radio DJs anymore. Well, this playlist is going to have her on there twice. Uh, <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> nah, we'll just have her on one time. She doesn't need any more streams. Um, for my last one, mm-hmm. it's going to go back to one of my favorite ones. Earlier, I said anything that children sing, which also happens to be the least my least favorite. <laughs> anything that children sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, there's some where it's like, this is wonderful. And there's some where it's like, you know what? I think it's time for y'all to come sit down this is <laughs> so that's what i that's what i've got i'm gonna finish it off right there also how do you feel about when the when alvin and the chipmunks start singing christmas songs um i avoid it i would say yeah. i that's on there as well for if me. if children want it sure uh and we gotta i mean i i think we gotta put it in here christmas shoes obviously just you know what I don't need with my Christmas is a guilt trip. Um, really, that's all I want for Christmas is a guilt trip. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, they're good guilt trips. Like, hey, you should think about people less fortunate than you this year. But How this is you. not that. This is some, like, why would I want to listen to a song? Yeah. Christmas juice, boom. Um, gone. I have to give credit to this next little piece because uh, Sarah texted me this morning. She goes, hey, here's a joke for the podcast. One of the worst songs this year is I'll be home for Christmas because we get it. You've been home all year round, 2020. You've been home for Christmas. <laughs> You'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I, we we watched a YouTube video the other day uh, and it was the COVID version of Baby, It's Cold Outside. And the guy pu- reversed his part. So it's basically the woman's you know, trying to go and he's like, you can't because COVID. Like you can't go outside. You can't do that. And I was like, yep, there it is. Ah. So, well, I look forward to listening to this playlist because there's a couple of songs that you mentioned that I'm looking forward to hearing. So that will be, the playlist will be in the show notes. Yeah. And there there might, we might throw on a couple, you know, things we didn't mention on here, just things we like. So um, it'll be good. Now, Tanner, this week as you, you and Sarah hang out, what is, what is one Christmas themed activity you have planned for this week? Well, we started doing um, Advent devotions in the morning together. Now, this morning we did do about two days worth of devotions, but we have been most mornings uh, while we eat breakfast. I think we finally got into this rhythm. We finally figured out how to work from home together. And it's been, so we've been uh, having breakfast together and then going through an Advent devotional. And it's been, it's been nice. And I look, I actually look, I look forward to that every morning. And, um, I don't know, like I said earlier, Advent is one of my favorite seasons, um, after basketball season, but we're not getting to that. Uh, yeah. What about y'all? Uh, actually same thing. We do ours at night though. Um, so we like, well, we like the, for me, it's, it's the, um, you know, the feeling, the, we turn off everything, but the Christmas tree and like the Advent wreath and, uh, I think we might be doing the same Advent Devo because I've seen Sarah posting about it. Oh, um, Tish Oxenriders? Yeah. Yeah, it's very so, good. It's very good. Famous Georgetonian. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, and so I really look forward to that. And then, of course, the greatest Christmas tradition of all, it is Mandalorian Friday. So, uh, 
uh, we are watching Mando tonight with friends, which it comes out in December. So is it a Christmas movie series? Essentially. Essentially. Yeah, basically. Is. Basically. So, well, Tanner, it has been a great podcast. Now, listen, if you've got something you want to respond to us, our Tanner and I great at responding on social media, not all the time, but we want to get better at it. So, Hey, if you have a song that wasn't on here, one you think's the best, the worst, uh, if you disagree with any of our opinions, how's it feel to be wrong? Um, but look us up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ted and Tanner Pod or Ted and Tanner do a podcast. I'm Ted. I'm still Tanner. This has been our podcast. Rid it to do. All right, it do.